0: Hello, and welcome back to the Don't Read Into It podcast. I am your host, Reed, back in it again for episode 2. But do not let my voice or the fact that I'm saying episode 2 deceive you. This is my third attempt at episode 2. There's just been a lot of different problems that have kind of happened. A lot of unpredictable stuff. I had to learn that um, it's like a subscription base to have an RSS feed, and there's, like, a way, technically, that one could, like, make their own, but that's very complicated, and so I decided not to do that, and that that is what it is. I'm just not going to make myself do something that difficult, so I divvied up the money, and I am delivering episode two, probably a week too late. I think it's eight days since the last episode, but the point is, is it's getting here, and it's here, so... We're going to go ahead and start the podcast with the Q&A questions I asked a week ago, which got pretty pretty good answers. I'm not going to say that they're like the greatest answers I've ever heard in my life, and one I can't even use because it's, you know, not even recent news anymore. So the first question I got is, what do I define as a sport? Which is an interesting question that I have addressed multiple times in... Many different publications and stories and social medias. But I'll go ahead and and put my voice to it. Marching band is not a sport. Neither is color guard. Neither is dancing. And that's okay. See, I sound like I'm attacking you, those things, right? But I'm not. It's okay that those things aren't considered sports. Being a fine art is nothing to be ashamed of. And I feel like that's what a lot of the strife comes from when people talk about oh my thing should be considered a sport they they kind of see it as that they should be considered a sport because of the the social implication of being a sport and to me that just is first of all selling yourself short and second of all it just ends up in being unhappy so for the fine arts out there if you're a and sports enthusiast that is in band or color guard or something like that then then here I'll, I'll tell you something it's okay that you're not a sport you don't have to be considered a sport i know and i've heard of this many times that there's been a lot of physically taxing moments in band and color guard and i don't doubt that and i respect what y'all do completely However, I just don't think you can be considered a sport, like a traditional sport, such as baseball, soccer, football, you know. But that's my opinion on the matter. I don't think that there's any, like, animosity that will be thrown towards me because of that opinion, but you never know. And if you do I want to talk about it and explain your point, then maybe you could DM me and I'll address it on my podcast. That would be nice. So... I'm not trying to get into any arguments. That's my opinion. The person who asked me asked that. They knew what they were doing because I've talked to about to that person about this same thing, and I don't. I think that they don't agree with me, but that's okay. They wouldn't have asked it if they didn't want my honest opinion. And that brings us on to our second question of the Q&A, which was, "How has your college experience been going?" Well. It is midweek, it is Wednesday the, I had to check my phone, 12th today, and, oh pardon me, it's Wednesday the 13th, I don't even know what day it is, I I can't keep track of these days, I know that I had a class today, and like an in-person class today, that's all I know, that's how I keep up with my life, but it has been going well. Uh, Class has been going well I enjoyed first semester Obviously COVID-19 has affected My enjoyment of things slightly But that's A part of life It's a part of all of our lives now And there's really nothing I can do about it So I will say this It's not as good as it could have been Due to COVID But I have been enjoying college And I feel like I've done a lot of stuff That you're supposed to do in college And took care of work And Really, that's all I gotta say. I go to North Texas. It's a good college. I recommend it 10 out of 10. Especially if you haven't applied to college yet. I would apply to North Texas. If you're from our hometown, to my hometown as well, you can. It's close. You can just enjoy living close to your family while also being pretty far away so you don't feel like you're stuck at the nest. And. It's nice, it's a. It's something I've really come to enjoy, and I am still enjoying, and I just got done with homework actually, so <laughs> that is what it is, right? But yeah, there's the Q&A section this week, I, it's a new thing, I don't know if I'll continue to be doing that, I don't know if my Instagram followers want me to do that, because every time I post one of those I lose a follower, you ever notice that? that I'm sure other people have this, when you post something you lose a follower, I think that's hilarious It's like somebody Somebody saw me post questions Like The way I think of it is like someone saw me post questions And then they go "Oh, oh, Damn it this guy again God he never shuts up with this stuff So uh, that's the end of the line But Hey that's how I get content for this podcast So It's their loss Not listening Or not asking a question because I don't know who wouldn't want to hear my Beautiful opinion on such topics like today, but yeah, we only got two. Well, we get we got three questions, but today we only had two questions to answer because the other one was outdated. I don't know if this will return next week. We'll see. I'll I'll think about it. I really will. I'll think about it, and that will bring us on to our next topic, which is a little section I want to call debate, and it will be a debate about any sports thing ever and, and I think a really easy sports debate to get into is the old typical is Michael Jordan better than LeBron James? Was Michael Jordan better than LeBron James? And I think that is such a subjective question. I know the internet loves to get into it in that regard but that's such a subjective question because you you can't compare the the leagues without the time that they were in without um, really going, well, it was more physical in this era. Well, this era, it's more soft. you know. But you you can't say that, because you don't know how Michael Jordan's game would have adjusted to today's game. I, I, Michael Jordan was a tough shooter. He was a physical, tough shooter. And today's game is more full of finesse shooters, behind-the-art guys. And I, yeah, Michael Jordan would have been fantastic in this era, and... And back in Michael Jordan's era it was just rough and tough. If you went into the paint against the bad boys, then lamb beer will break your leg, like stuff like that. And do I think LeBron could survive in that? I mean probably, but that's not how he's learned basketball. That's not how that's not how he has grown into the NBA in that kind of that kind of era, that kind of physicality. And I, I think that's where this conversation goes off the rails, because just because you can't say oh yeah lebron would never survive in the in the past well we don't know that because his preparation is completely different and there oh this is the flopping league lebron is soft it's it's different he would have prepared differently and more physically if if he was back in that time and michael jordan would prepare differently he would he wouldn't have to be so so uh physical himself like i remember and i think everyone remembers in the last dance when the bulls lost to the pistons and there was that scene where where Pippen and jordan are like oh man we got bullied in the paint let's bulk up and it's just like that rocky style training montage that, that they showed on the program and that that to me is, is like if if LeBron was in that era, that's how he'd work out because Michael got dominated in the paint by the Pistons, lost, and then he bulked up and and played fantastically. He wouldn't have even needed to bulk up today. Michael Jordan wouldn't have because it's not a super physical game. It's not as physical as it used to be. I mean, back in the 90s, the NBA was just headhunting. Let's, let's be real. I mean, the paint was a war ground. You can just – there was fights all the time just – also, and we're not talking like Rajon Rondo throws at his pinky at Chris Paul type fights. We're talking like full-on tackle brawls like that. And, and that's just not how the NBA is anymore. You know, there's fouls are softer and, and it's just different. And you, that's going back to my main point. That's, you know, makes the comparison moot. Like... You can say Michael Jordan is the best of this era, of that era. In the 80s and 90s, Michael Jordan is undoubtedly the best player to play in that era. In this era, LeBron is undoubtedly the best player. He is. I know a lot of people don't like that, and I used to not like that. I mean, I was a big Lakers fan, and I'm still a big Lakers fan, so I love LeBron, but, you know, back in the day when Kobe was still in his prime, rest his soul, when Kobe was still in his prime, people would compare LeBron and Kobe a lot, and... I think that's an unfair comparison, considering the various different styles of play and very different, you know, sizes, really. And the, that's that's the thing. You you cannot compare players from relative different eras when they're in their prime. You You can't do it. And I think there's more of, you know, a fair argument if you just say... Listen, they're both fantastic players. They're both great. They're both the greatest in their era, undoubtedly top 3. And there you go. And that's what you you rest with, but there's so many people online that are, "Oh, LaBum isn't better than Michael Jordan and all this stuff." It's just to me, excuse me, to me ludicrous that that's even a line of thought that pisses people off. It's it's really interesting, but yeah, don't compare eras in different players, like and don't here's another thing about the NBA. Why we're talking about this stuff, this is way off topic, but why we're talking about this? People need to like chill with the championships make you the goat thing. I don't think that at all, because a championship is not one alone. Lord knows LeBron tried with that Cleveland team in twenty I believe it was eighteen. He tried to win the championship on his own, but I think that proved that you cannot win a championship on your own. And there's really, if you're an NBA star, there is no way you can win a championship without somebody saying in the future, oh, well, he was carried by this or this. Like, let's look at all the greatest players. Oh, man, Michael Jordan was so good, but he wouldn't have been able to do that without Pippen. Oh, Kobe was so good, but what about Shaq? He couldn't have done that without Shaq. LeBron in his first... Two championships, oh, without Wade and Bosh, he couldn't have done that at all. He always needs that superstar to his left. And to, I don't know why that's an argument that that's even had, because has any player in history, and I am very up for people proving me wrong on this, has any player in National Basketball Association history ever just won a ring completely by themselves, like, obviously not, like, one on five, but, like, metaphorically by themselves. Like, the rest of the team was not productive. And I'm not talking about they made the championship. I'm talking did they win the chip off the performances of this one player. And this one player was the only player that was, like, all-star caliber or productive all season. And I guarantee... You, pardon me. I guarantee you the answer will be no. And... It's that that's all there is to it. And the answer will be no. So enough of this. I mean, frankly, I'm gonna have to put an explicit mark on this. But frankly, enough of the bullshit that that a player having a good right hand man or a good team around him takes away from the player. Because if you're the star of a team of all stars, doesn't that give you more credibility? If Kobe was the star of a team with Diesel, doesn't that make him the star? If LeBron was the the crowning achievement because he's the king <laughs> the crowning achievement of that heat team and if he outshined Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love in Cleveland and he's outshining Anthony Davis in in Los Angeles now doesn't that make him better than if he just did it alone because you're outdoing while well, they're on your same team you're outdoing people or players that are on your team, you're outdoing all stars, and isn't that the point of being the best player? Yeah, you can have all star caliber, even superstar caliber players on your team, but it, it that doesn't take away from anyone's performance or take away from anyone that's saying, "Oh, that person's a go." That just doesn't make sense to me, and it never sits in my in my stomach. Correct, it never has, and it's just something that I think people should consider when when speaking about if somebody is the greatest of all time or. Should be considered the greatest of all time. Do not use. Oh, but they had this person as an excuse. Because that is ludicrous and stupid. And I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. If you say that, go to hell, man. I'm not sorry about that. I'm not apologizing for that. Anybody that says that in a debate, you just, you need to leave. Get out. It's annoying. Don't ever say that. Boy. Man. See, see that conversation got me wrong Y'all should see me on Twitter man I have like a different account That I won't share That I just argue with people y- Y'all got me sounding like that Y'all got me sounding like my My trap Twitter self right now Talking about this kind of debate But anyways Staying on the topic of NBA There has been a trade Today The 13th I remembered it this time the 13th of January, and it is the unhappy James Harden moving on. He's going to the Nets after that press conference last night where he said, nothing can be fixed, it's over, I hate my life, get me out of Houston, I hate everyone, kill me. That, I mean, that's not what he said, but he might as well have said that. When Harden said that last night, we all knew it was done, and then Boogie said he was in Houston for John Wall, and John Wall said that That James Harden was toxic, and where did that get them? That got them to today. James Harden is a Brooklyn Net. Tell me, tell me that isn't the most toxic locker room now in the league. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden in one locker room. Think about that, really. I I really just want people to sit there and think about it. They're all in the same locker room. They all have had problems with teammates in the past. So who is to say that they're not going to have problems with each other? And I'm I'm not going to be who to say that they are, because I completely think they are. I mean, isn't Kyrie Irving already just like taking himself out of the game because he got caught going to a party? So you're telling me, the Brooklyn Nets, you just traded your future basically for a 30-plus-year-old point guard who's toxic in an already toxic locker room or potentially toxic locker room. You traded your future away. It was five first-round picks that was sent to Houston. Five. Houston, if, I mean, they, they put Harden on the block. They're licking their lips at this opportunity and they get a decent point guard back with uh, Vic Oladipo because it was a three team trade and the Cavs were involved. They get Vic Oladipo back. That is a, obviously he's not Harden, but that's a solid guy to have in your backcourt. He's going to look real good. I mean, Oladipo always looks pretty solid. So, you're telling me if you're if you're the Brooklyn Nets, that this is the correct move for your franchise. This is the move that will get you over the hump. It, Kyrie and and Kevin Durant weren't enough. Obviously Kyrie wasn't enough because he'd he quit on the team, let's be real. And you have an aging, potentially could get career-ending injured. Kevin Durant leading your squad now. Well, because uh, we, you, you know Kevin Durant. I love him. I mean, I love Kevin Durant a lot. I respect him as a ball player. He's a good guy. But what Kevin Durant is, is he's not a team leader. Or he... Is someone who needs to be the team leader, or, or that, or is it's off the table? I mean, you remember the the Westbrook days. You even remember there was a little bit of a power struggle, in Golden State. There was, he was getting uh, pissed at Draymond Green for, for talking down to him. They had that little yelling belt in a ball game. And the next year, Katie's he's gone like. <laughs> It's, it's just kind of an interesting move, to say the least, for Brooklyn. They also got rid of Jared Allen. All right, and I don't think I pronounced the T on that name hard enough. It's Jared Allen, pardon me. And a solid center, the fro, he's going to Cleveland. And he's going to join Andre Drummond down low. And I, I, we discussed this in the group chat. I could see Jared Allen being converted to a pretty good power forward, but I don't think he has the skill set nor athleticism to play that position. So more than likely, Andre Drummond is either going to be traded or, or just kept on the squad. And if Andre Drummond is traded, uh, the Mavericks would be a fantastic. That would be a fantastic addition. And honestly, Andre Drummond just a solid center. Won't do anything super special, but he's just an an honest center that will give you productive minutes and that's what he's really been for Cleveland this season and uh, I can't see him starting over over Jarrett Allen I can see them splitting time possibly but unfortunately I think Jarrett Allen going to the Cleveland Cavaliers spells the end for his era in Cleveland and that's a real shame because I I quite like him but yeah Jarrett Allen is in Cleveland and uh, that's kind of like a a side note, all things considered, when Harden is going to to Brooklyn, that is definitely a side note. But I think the uh other teams other than um pardon me. Ugh. Pardon me. Other than um them Brooklyn won. I mean Cleveland won won by getting by really giving up not a lot and getting a lot in return. And then the Rockets, I mean way to, shout out to that general management in the front office for the Rockets. They, they really brought one home. They um, really did. They wanted a future, they wanted to rebuild. Well, the Nets just gave you their rebuild. They sacrificed their rebuild for you to get Harden, who, I remind you again, is 30 plus years old. And that's unacceptable. It's a bad trade. It might go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history, depending on how Harden can do in Brooklyn. But I expect nothing less than a chip, and I'm being serious. I believe that with three players of that caliber, still basically in their prime, nearing the end of the prime years for all three of them, that that's it. Like you got to win a chip with those three guys, or it's not acceptable. But they have like zero depth now so they may have to make another trade if they even have picks left to trade because I know damn well that they don't have players to trade but that is what it is it truly is and that's really all I gotta say about that topic I, I think it's very stupid of the Nets to be making this move I think Houston won the trade and for Houston fans, while this is bittersweet you can look forward to the future since you have five first round picks that's pretty nice unprotected but pretty nice. It's an interesting, very interesting trade. And it just kind of proves that in the NBA you never know what's going to happen. You see these other leagues you can kind of predict where the cogs and pieces are going to go. In the NBA, especially, pardon me, especially recently, you cannot really fathom what's going to happen and I certainly can't. But that will be it on the Harden trade. Just thought I'd mention that. It was an interesting trade. I've been talking about it all day to my friends and I thought I'd share it on here as well. And now I'm gonna go on to something that it's, you know, I listen, I don't consider like sports video games like esports or whatever. I actually hate the term esports. to be honest. I think putting the word sport after E is stupid. And I, respect to the video game players, but don't call it a sport. You're sitting on your you're sitting on your ass doing nothing. Like, let's be real. Like, I play FIFA a lot. I'm not an e, I'm not an e-sport person. I'm not an athlete. I'm not a game athlete or whatever they call it these days. But anyways, I do want to talk about sports video games and really just the people that complain about them often. And I've seen this a lot because a lot of people like to complain about Madden and FIFA and. I just don't think there's a lot to complain about, honestly. And I could just be boring, and a lot of people are going to say I'm enabling EA to make crappy games. And if you watch YouTube, you'll see... And I don't play 2K, so I wouldn't know, but you'll see, like, uh, Kenny, K-O-T, Q4, uh, king of the fourth quarter, I said that backwards. He uh, talks a lot about how 2K is really bad. And I will say this, 2K is really bad, but... Uh, I want to talk about specifically EA sports games. They are not that bad. Yeah, I said it. They're not that bad. I enjoy Ultimate Team. I've never paid money for Ultimate Team on either Madden or FIFA, but it's a fun mode. It's a fun mode, and you can't deny that. And the gameplay isn't as bad as people think. Yeah, I do agree that EA will munch your money and munch your toes if they have to to get that money to anything. And most of their games are pay to win. But for the sports games, I just am not that picky. If I can play as the players I watch on the field. And then we're, we're talking about like sports in a bracket, really, now. I don't want to talk about just EA Sports, but Madden, MLB The Show. I'm not going to say 2K because 2K actually has real problems, but Madden, MLB The Show, FIFA. I just want to talk about those. While some of the mechanics get wonky and they're not really super, super great. If I can hop into a ball game and I can kick the ball with Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, if with Lamar Jackson, if I can play with Mike Trout and hit dingers, I don't care. All I need is a season mode and a career mode in my games. I don't care how in depth they are. I don't care how, how well they play if i can do these things i can deal with the problems unless the game like crashes constantly or is like glitching to where if like let's say i was running with lamar jackson and he like flew backwards into his own end zone for a safety obviously that would be a problem but that would obviously be patched in a different update for the game i just don't get the point in complaining i understand that people want that in depth ncaa football 14 series in depth, deck, But if we're not gonna get it, just enjoy what you got. And um, they add like minuscule features every year, and that's really all I need. And if you just want to complain about the games, then don't buy them. That's what I'm saying. And just don't buy the games because if you want to talk about the people that are like, oh, I'm just gonna play the game and enjoy them because I like sports and like video games, I'm gonna play the sports video game. If you want to talk about them and say that they're enabling it, you continually insulting the game, but then playing the game. That's enabling them, because EA doesn't give a damn what you say. If you say, oh, yeah, it's fine, I'm just, I'm chilling," but I hate your game. I've played 49,000 hours of it, but I, I, I really hate it. It sucks. It's my least favorite game of all time. I cannot believe I'm playing this game. Do you realize how stupid that sounds when I say it out loud? I hate your game, I'm playing 20 hours of it I hate your game, but I'm still playing it And I'm gonna give you 60, oh, now it's PS5 It's next generation I'm gonna give you $70 for it Just to tell you I hate it But EA doesn't hear that part They don't hear the Just to say that I hate it They say, oh, you paid me $70, that's cool Are you gonna keep doing that? And you know you're going to They know they're going to So, they just keep playing the game and they pay $70. In three years, EA gets $70, $140, $210 from you. Not including if you do decide to pay to win. You see? It's, it's, it's a whole system of, of wrong. And I'm not saying that EA is innocent or they should be like praised for this, but if it's a sports game and it can play, in my opinion, you should just play the game. Unless it's 2K, because 2K actually has problems. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I've played FIFA this year, I've played Madden this year. Because I, I I was able to get a PS5, thankfully. It took many hours and many moons. But I was able to cop a PS5 from Target, shout out to them, except that there was a giant hole in the box when I got it, and that was kind of infuriating. But I have it, it was undamaged, it's been fun, I rate it heavily, but yeah, I mean... I've played most of the sports games this year on PS5 because I wanted to see what they looked like on next-gen graphics, and I don't think that any of the graphics are like, oh my gosh, like, popping out, head popping out, eyes going, ooga, like, whoa, whoa, what a game. I'm, I'm taking it back. And uh, it's not like that. It's not, like, photo realistic. It's just, like, a refined version of the games we played on PS4. And that will probably improve. I mean, I would assume it would improve in, in the future. I would, but it um it doesn't really matter to me if as long as it plays the game i like and that's just me i get the people that are picky i get that but there's a difference between being picky and and being stupid and i think a lot of people are just kind of stupid about the <laughs> sports video game industry and no offense if any of these YouTubers or people on Twitter or just Joe Schmo, comes at me and goes Hey, you're enabling them. And I'm, like, oh, I'm just going to ignore it. To be honest, it's stupid. And if you don't enjoy the game, then don't buy it. But yeah, I'll get off my soapbox now. It's been a really ranty episode today, hasn't it? It's, uh, You thought, if you heard this in the future and I'm like 20 episodes in, you would think this was like episode 10 and I was like still feeling out the audience, making sure that they Still enjoyed my content? Oh hell no. Hell no. Yeah, we we jump right into it. We we jump right into this. And if you don't like the rants, you don't have to listen. But it was a ranty episode, and that will be it. Remember to follow my Twitter at D R I I Podcast and on Instagram. It is don't read into it all lowercase and the namesake of this podcast. Is from a blog that I posted something on today. It was about if sports should be being played during COVID. You'll find that at don'treadintoit.wordpress.com. I'm trying to get rid of that WordPress. When I get more money, I will. But that will be it for today. Make sure you follow me on the socials, keep updated, and episode three will be out next week. Thank you for listening.